It's no accident that sounds like you're leveling up in a video game. 48% of 18 to 29 year olds have an online dating profile. Make them work for it. 45% of people say they're more frustrated with this form of dating than hopeful. There are so many people you can connect with. Should I swipe right? Swipe wrong. Swipe wrong. Setting the record straight on dating apps. Everyday people telling everyday stories of the swipe right world with your host, Chaos. Well, I know he had a good time. So here we are. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. And of course, you know how it goes. Good night. Sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. I say that because we're here whenever you need us to be here. Morning, afternoon, evening, night. Whenever you want to listen, we're here with a new episode every week. Whether we have specialists on, whether we have dating coaches, whether we have me just talking shit, maybe. Sometimes that happens. We're about due for another swipe awareness, so I guess maybe that will happen soon. We've had two of those. We usually have those at the end of seasons, but now that we don't do seasons anymore... We're about to welcome to the Swipe Wrong podcast. It is the number one podcast among Santa's ho ho hos because it is tis the season. Um, I am chaos. I am that guy. Nobody wants to be that guy, but evidently, I I I am that guy. How's everybody doing? Are you enjoying the show so far? I hope so. I hope so. We're about a year and a half in now, close to a year and a half in. So we've had all different stuff. We've had the regular shows, which this one will be that. This one, you get some good stories. We've had some coaches, experts. You know how to get hold of them. If you're trying to live your best dating life, we're going to help you do it. And if you want to share your story, let's do some housekeeping. Give us a call, 317-426-6616. Shoot us a text. Uh, give us a call, leave a voicemail. I'll get back to you. This guy right here, I will get back to you. You want to send an email, send it to swipewrongpod at gmail.com. You want to share your story that way. We want to hear it. Um, I don't, I don't think I've given enough love to Jay. Jay, uh, he is the host of the Pelham Place podcast. He is the wizard. He, he makes this all go as I almost knock over the microphone. He makes it all happen, uh, as far as, uh, how good it sounds, how good it looks, and things like that. So uh, give him give him uh, some love over there on Pelham Place. Uh, the dude, the dude is awesome. Anyway, uh, so welcome to another episode, uh, another week where we get some pretty awesome stories. Uh, do us the favor because it's the uh, instant shot of Viagra that every podcast uh, needs. It's uh, like follow, subscribe, share with your friends. You know how it goes. Sit back, relax, put your feet up. Grab some popcorn, uh, get it buttered, throw some caramel, not caramel, caramel on there, uh, and uh, relax. If you're in traffic, please do us a favor. Don't hit that person next to you, uh, and uh, uh, please enjoy this episode. We're going to call this one, uh, If There Isn't Trust, We Can't Have a Relationship. Disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions or any entities they represent. This podcast is about dating experiences. It is not to say one dating app is better or worse than another. Do you do it all in one take or your guy will edit? 
Yeah, he'll edit. Like, like if, okay. if we start talking about, hey, by the way, it's fucking snowing outside, he'll like, dude, why did you talk about the snow outside? You're yeah. such a dick. Why you got to make me cut that shit out? So like right now, he's probably listening to this going, ah, he's making me cut this shit out already. So, Hi, thank you. <laughs> he's so amazing, though. So you started out in SoCal. You went to NoCal. And now you went to SOAS. I don't even know what you call So Australia? I don't know. Sydney, Australia. Yeah. So... Um, I was married for seven years and then I was divorced for a number of years uh-huh. and was dating up a storm. I've got so many stories to tell that oh. I've written a book about it. Damn. All right. So I saw, <laughs> is, is that found? Okay. So you said it earlier, but yeah, sling it. And, and it can be found, found anywhere, right? Found, yep. Anywhere online found swiping right on me to find love. Um, we can talk about that more later. Sure, but when I was dating, um, many years into it, I'd had a few boyfriends by then. I'd taken a break. And then all of a sudden, one day I woke up and I had a match from somebody who was thousands of miles away. Oh, and, really? Yeah. And I looked at that and I'm like, you know, that's a little far to go for a date. So I wrote back to this guy and I said, hey, thanks. Uh, but you seem to be halfway around the world. And he said, wait, wait, wait. Let me send you some more pictures of me. You're going to like me. <laughs> so we started chatting. Okay. And he had this great accent. We started okay. talking. And uh, I guess, you know, I'd taken a break from dating. And this was a great way to date without dating. Kind of have that communication, that banter, that fun. And so we'd been talking for a while. And uh, realized that he'd never moved to the U.S., and I'd never been on holiday to Australia. Okay. So I figured I'll get on a plane and go to Australia for holiday and meet this guy. Nice. So then my best friend, who's actually featured in the book as um, known as Boyfriend, <laughs> okay. right, because fair. we met during our dating episodes as friends uh-huh. and started our dating experiences together after our divorces. He said to me, you know what? I've never been to Australia either. I'm going to come along. If you like the dude, you hang out with him. If you don't, you hang out with me. So I got to Australia and uh, something weird was going on with this guy. It wasn't wasn't quite right. You know, my spidey senses are like, ah, something's weird. And I didn't even see him the first week I was here. We were supposed to actually stay together and none of that happened. Um, He ended up picking me up at the airport when I went from one city to the next. And the second I saw him, I'm like, not my guy. (laughs) And it had, it, it, it had nothing to do with how he looked. It was just how it felt. And he clearly, something else was going on too. I barely saw him at all. So I didn't fall in love with the guy, but I fell in love with Sydney. And so I ended up just all, everything started pointing towards moving to Sydney. And so I got here through a Tinder date gone wrong. (laughs) No shit. That's an amazing story. I love that. That's I've heard a lot. Seven years later. Yeah. Yeah. Seven years later, he and I are are still friends. We still talk talk now and again. Really? Um, So, but nothing ever happened. (laughs) <laughs> Do you thank him for not being the one, but the city being the one? You know, I, I look at it and and I don't use names and I don't use sure. names in the book. Sure. I use monikers. He's actually not in the book. Okay. Um, but I, I say that he he came into my life to bring me to Sydney because that's where I'm meant to live. I love that. So, 
Yeah. So you can get really good things out of dating that are completely unexpected. <laughs> yeah. You know, not just restaurants. You know, most of the time it's like, hey, yeah. yeah, I got a great new place to eat because I went out on this date, but the day was a train wreck. But play the food, yeah. phenomenal. You did that yeah. with a different country, much less a different city. That's awesome. So exactly. seven years ago, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. That's and pretty cool. Lots more dating stories since then and before that. So. So when you went there, like women's intuition, I'm not fucking with yeah. it. Like I trust that more than like I'd probably trust them, except for when it's bad things about me. And I'm like, you're fucking crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. But of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but um, but like, so you had the intuition. So do you hang out with your boyfriend like when you were there since since this did? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. I did. Okay. I didn't do any dating. It was really just mm-hmm. um, here to check things out. But if you want to talk about in- women's intuition, mm, sure, I'll tell you a dating story about that one, please. So, and this one's this one's in the book. There was a guy that we started chatting, and he was lovely. And the next thing I know, he's sending me poem poetry that he's written, and all of these things. And he'd sent me pictures of his kids, and like I knew his full name. I don't typically ask for last names because I don't want to give mine out because I want to stay anonymous till I realize somebody's not batshit crazy. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, (laughs) and, and so we were going along and we were getting to the point where we're going to meet. And there was this little thing inside of my head that said, either this guy is going to be amazing and I'm the luckiest girl in the world, or he's grooming me. And I don't know why that occurred to me, but there was a little thought about that. And so we went on our first date and we met and, you know, had a big hug and started talking. And he said something about his five kids. And I said, I thought you said four. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, I'm just tired. And I'm like, I didn't think much of it yet because it was the excitement of meeting. And, you know, we're walking to the restaurant, went to the most amazing restaurant, had this beautiful meal, this lovely night huge chemistry, chat, chat, chat all night long. And then he started sharing with me about his background and he was a widower. And I asked if he mind me asking how his wife passed. I I imagine some kind of illness. She committed suicide. Oh, Jesus. Hung herself in the barn. Oh my. Okay. Right. Stop. Yeah. 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 This, this is a heavy first date. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, Wow. Okay. And so the date progresses. It's amazing. He even insists on sending me home in the Uber. He won't even let me pay for that. Okay. So amazing night, had a wonderful date. Next thing that happens is we're planning date number two and the messages are coming in and he's consistent and he's all the things you want somebody to be. And I'm, I'm thinking I've hit the jackpot. This is amazing. And it was close to Mother's Day. And he sent me a message and said, listen, I'm not going to be able to make it. The older girls are still upset about, you know, their mom and I need to spend time with them. And I was really bummed out by that. And I was also a little stressed out about it. But I was in a phase where I'm like, I'm going to be better about how I'm dating and how I'm communicating. So I'm just going to ask, hey, can we have a quick phone call? And I kind of laid on the line and I said, you know, I was really excited about seeing you again. And there's something in me that's a little bit anxious 
about the fact that you canceled. And I just kind of wanted to share that with you. And he was really nice about it and reassuring and set the next date and everything was set. And that night I turned on the TV and again, women's intuition. I just picked the first thing that was on Netflix and it was a TV show with Christina Applegate. I think it might've been called dead to me where her husband had passed and she was trying to find out how he was killed. And there was a scene where she's in a restaurant. Have you seen this? No, but I'm about to turn it on Netflix as soon as we're done here. I guarantee you that. Yeah. So she's in the restaurant because she's found out that he's had a mistress and talking to the waitress who's mistress and they ask about this man and said, do you know, you know, have you met his wife? And she said, Oh, he doesn't have a wife. She died. And the second that hit me, my first thought was, Oh, this is kind of funny. Would it be too soon to share this with him? And then all of a sudden I went, maybe she's not dead. And It's late at night by now because I've watched like five or six episodes and I go on Facebook and I find the wife. Of course. And I find her with pictures of the kids, the same age as the pictures he showed me. And with a tiny little baby who is number five that he forgot to mention when he said he had four. Oh, my God. And I'm sitting there by myself late at night. It's too late to call anybody going holy shit, what, what, like, what do I do with this information? I'm complete, completely freaked out. There's part of my brain going, is this really happening? Like, could this be? And so then I calm down and I think about it. And I'm like, you know what? This is like, there's no way this isn't true. There's pictures, there's proof, there's everything. Right. And if I confront right. this guy and say, hey, listen, here's what I found. He's going to block me and delete me. Sure, totally, 100%. So I carry through pretending everything's rosy when he contacts me, and we're getting ready for the next day. And I said, hey, before dinner, there's this great new bar. Can we go have a drink there? And I had a friend and her husband come sit down the bar so that I would be safe. And he came in and it was funny because this man who was so handsome and beautiful on our date, I looked at him now. Oh, wow. Right. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Sure, and I'm like, sure. what did I see in him? That's super. Because now I see the kind of monster that he is. Yeah. And we start the date and we start talking and then he's like, you seem like you're a little off. I'm like, well, you know, I came across something that's a bit confusing to me. Remember when we talked about how many kids you had? How many do you really have? And he said, okay, I have to come clean. Right. Because he had said he'd had two wives. Now he's like, there was a third wife. So he had five more children with this other wife before (laughs) these two. God, fuck the Brady Bunch. Doesn't come clean about the current wife. And so I'm like, okay, explain to me all of these children. And then he goes through and I'm like, so how do you have a two-year-old if your wife's been dead for three years? 
Did he say he had a two-year-old or did, I mean, yeah. Was, yeah, oh, he's, yeah, he's counting down all the kids, right? He screwed up. So you straight got him. Oh, I'm shutting up. Sorry. So he, <clears throat> so he says, well, I don't like to get into that. That's actually my grandson and we adopted him. And I'm like, okay, but even if you adopted him, how could we adopt him if your wife was already dead? You know what his response was? I'm dying to find out. You know what, Julie? If there isn't trust here, there's no way we can have a relationship. (laughs) (laughs) You think, bros? You think? (laughs) did he leave and tried to explain to me that he'd heard about these crazy pictures that were out there, but his wife was really dead. Oh, sure. There's always, it's not his fault. I know like I'm shaking a little bit from the adrenaline of all of this. And I'm just, I, I said, well, you know, I think we're done here. And then he walks, as he's walking out, my friends come over. They're like, Oh my God, you were amazing. I can't believe you did that. I'm like, wait, hold on. Cause I need to go to Tinder because I know what he's going to do. He's going to delete the contact. So he doesn't show up. And sure enough, by the time I opened my phone, he had deleted it. No, but I was smart. <laughs> I had screen captures <laughs> of nice. all of his profile. So I could go in and report him, which is exactly what I did. So and you were- oh, sorry, go ahead. when he showed up two years later, again, using another name, I reported him again. Now, when you found him two years later using a different name, did you swipe across it and you saw the profile come up? Like he didn't match on you, obviously. You just saw the profile. Well, I don't know. I didn't try to match with him. Okay, he that's just fair. That's fair. That's right. Fair. He just yeah. came up. Okay, yeah, came no, up no, 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 no. I, w- I was not going to. <laughs> and then, when, well, sure, fair, fair enough. But when you re- when you reported him, did you report him also like like out here and I'm sure out there that are we dating the same guy? Did you put him on that site or does that out? No, there? no, okay. I, I didn't do that. And and listen, I, w- I was trying to figure out, like, do I try and contact the wife? And then I thought back to remember how nice he was and he sent me home in an Uber. Yeah. He knew my address. Oh, no shit. Yeah, that's true. Right. That's true. Yeah. And for sure. so I just decided I'm I'm just dropping this and leaving this because coming up with a story like that, clearly I'm not the only woman he's doing that with. Yeah. And I don't know what kind of crazy this man is. And you know, as much as his wife should know about something like this, I need to protect myself. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. So that's fucking crazy for one. That's yeah. Fucking way crazy. But two. So from that point on, like you were still dating, did it change the way you dated? Oh, listen, like, I've got, I've got. Oh, I'm sure you do. But like, like, or like that. Did, uh, and, and, and believe me, I'm just going to sit back and put my feet up. I've got the cocktail. Well, all right. It's water, but it's, <laughs> we can call it a cocktail, whatever we want to call it. And I, and I want to hear, but like, I, genuinely think there's got to be a point or or I believe there's a point where you're like, all right, now it's time to start doing background checks. And it, did that happen? No, because okay. here's the thing. I don't do background checks because okay. I don't want to give out my last name or where I live or anything like that. Because like okay. I said earlier, I don't want somebody to look me up on 
Google sure. and sure. S- see who I am and see all about me because if somebody like that is crazy, they could hurt me or my career. A hundred percent. And especially when I was in corporate and I had big jobs, I didn't want, and even now I'm a hypnotherapist and a coach, right? I don't want somebody out going out to finding my clients or doing anything like that. You know, there's no way for anybody to find me. They don't know my last name till I know they're completely safe. So I don't ask for theirs and I don't do background checks. Um, I always make sure that they have my phone number or that I have their phone number. Because that way, if anything, God forbid, ever happened to me, that phone number would be in my phone and somebody can look it up. That's a good idea. Right? I I always have a first meet and greet, as I call it, you know, meet and greet, short and sweet. Always have that in person. And I always have a phone call before I meet them. Okay. So that I can, you know, kind of suss out because sometimes you can have a phone call with somebody and and they're not who they seem to be. You can tell that right away. You know, I, 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 I forensically kind of search anyhow. I look at the pictures sure. on their profile and I make those bigger and I look at the background and see if they got their underwear on the floor <laughs> <laughs> or along the background or whatever else it might be. <laughs> make sure. Okay, I'm good. No pictures here. All right. Everything's picked up. I'm safe. All right. You're safe. Uh, You've got a background on. <laughs> yeah. See, <laughs> not that I'm hiding anything. No, of course not. Um <laughs> But like, so I, I dig that. I did that for, so your intuition caught in, like you were talking about, here's the intuition yeah. part of it. And then you randomly picked that show and then boom, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, it's weird how all that works out and all the pieces, like uh, whatever you believe, I, I don't know. Like sometimes the I don't think speaks I randomly you, right? picked that show. Yeah, I right? think that show that, randomly that picked like you, right? Universe- or definitely picked you, yeah. Yeah, the universe coming together with the Netflix algorithm to say, you need to be watching this tonight, Julie. In five episodes in, you're like, holy shit. So how <laughs> did you how did you feel going into that conversation with them and leaving from that conversation? Did you just kind of feel like, yeah, I'm kind of a badass. I got this. I felt, I'm not going to lie, I felt anxious. Sure. You know, I am a badass, but I felt anxious <laughs> going in because you're anytime you confront someone, right? There's sure. that level of adrenaline. And like I said, I had a friend and her husband who's six six sitting, oh, wow. you know, Good. down yeah. the table. So if anything happened, so I made smart. sure I was safe. So smart. But yeah. coming out of it, did you coming like, out of it? It, it took me badass. a little bit to come down from it. I mean, they heard everything they, and they were like, You are on it. I can't believe you did that. You. you were amazing. And I'm just like, ah. Good for you. <laughs> I love that. That's so solid. <laughs> so, how was the next date after that guy? Was it like, All right, was it a lot more uh skepticism and and uh and cautiousness, or is it like, Fuck it, let's just let's just roll with it and see what happens? <laughs> There's a little bit of each. Okay. There's a little bit of each, right? Because I've had more things to be skeptical of. I dated a guy for like two months and then he ghosted me like two months, you know, so there's always a level of skepticism, but being a coach and a hypnotherapist, I focus a lot on mindset and I know that mindset matters and how we show up. And, you know, you talk about these women who seem to attract the crazies I think there's something inside of us where we haven't gotten whole with ourselves yet when that's happening. And we haven't gone to the place where we're really ready to find our person. And so I try and keep my mindset in a place of my guys out there. There's a great guy out there. 
and I'm going to be discerning and smart about it and hopefully better about picking somebody out if they're not on the up and up. But if they're not, that's not on me. That's on somebody else. And my guy's still out there. And, you know, I work with a lot of women and I interact with a lot of women who go down that negative. There's no good guys. And quite frankly, if you're saying to yourself every day, there's no good guys, there's not going to be a good guy. Yes. So I'm so lucky to be able to like talk to people like yourself. Pretty. I mean, we've talked for 15 minutes. Pretty amazing woman hands down. Um, I've found like, so I've learned through all the people I've talked to and I'm like a year and a half ago before I did the show, the ignorant ass that I was back then, I'm like, oh no, but I've learned totally exactly internal work. You do the internal work, you find some. I also found something that somebody told, said on the show one time that I thought was really, really cool is when she was going out on a date, a guy would ask her about her ex-boyfriend and um, she got tired of hearing the guys say things like, oh, my ex was, um, was a bitch. She was this, just all these negative things. And she's like, they were kind of planting the seeds for what they would accept. So when people ask me like, Hey, what was my ex? Like I say, he was great. He was awesome. He was all these wonderful things would send me flowers. Cause now I'm planting the seed of what I expect. And, and then they'd ask, you know, what happened? Say some things just don't work out. And then there you just leave it at that. I'm like, that is a brilliant idea. I just thought that was just amazing to what you are speaking of just maybe in a different facet. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think that's a brilliant idea, first of all. And second of all, if somebody's talking that way about their ex, swipe left. (laughs) They're gone. They haven't done the work. They're not ready. Because especially on a first date, you know, as you're getting into things and you're starting to get to know each other and you really need to understand why there was a breakdown in a relationship, you can talk about these things, but you can still talk about it respectfully. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I talk about the relationships I've been in and those didn't work out and there are reasons why. And but mostly I dated good guys and was married to a good guy. There were just some issues there. And, you know, we don't need to get into that on the first date. <laughs> hey, can we just talk about the weather? I mean, the first date. Hey, it's cold outside. Geez, oh, you want to know about? Okay, uh, I killed my first husband. I'm sorry, it just didn't work out. That's <laughs> not gonna. That's not the conversation I want to have. Uh, no, so. here, here's my fa- my all time favorite first date. Oh, please, please. You're so great. Why are you single? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the question they, that you love answering right and my response would come out with a four-letter word if i could but i try and be nice mm. you <laughs> can't hear you can't hear why the fuck are you single yeah, right you're asking me you're sitting here too. <laughs> you know what i honestly didn't see that coming and i love it because you're right you're light i mean like are you telling me you're an asshole is that what you're telling me bro yeah it just it makes no sense whatsoever right and i yeah. i mean it starts even earlier with you know the back and forth on the dating apps hi how are you Mm. what are you doing this weekend? Like come up with something a little bit more engaging. Yes. Let's have back and forth. And if there isn't anything like, let's just let it go. And I've gotten to the point where if a conversation isn't moving forward, I'll say that because I also think I'm a hundred percent against ghosting. I think that's really bad behavior. And mm. even if you're intelligent enough to know that it's all about them and not about you, it still hurts. 
you know, sure, it still stings totally. a little bit. And so I try and close everything out very respectfully. So even if I'm just having a conversation with somebody and it's not going anywhere, or if they've not come back to me for a while, I'll go through, you know, and call through and say, hey, listen, you know, haven't heard from you for a while. Just going to let you know that if you're not interested, I'm going to delete this conversation if I don't hear back from you. Or I'll say, I don't, I don't feel like this is going anywhere. We're kind of at, hi, how are you for two weeks now? So I'm just going to wish you the best with your search. That's fair. That's fair. I like that. I like that. Now, how often do you get that treatment back to you? Um, I haven't... I've actually I've had a few guys come back and go, wait, wait, no, I've been busy. That's I really, awesome. you know, I'd awesome. really, I'd really like to get to know you. I've had some come back and say, um, who'll just delete me then, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had some that I, I hear nothing. I, I've had a lot of rude messages from people before from different types of really? interactions. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I had somebody who wanted to know how much I weighed. and i said i said to be honest i really don't want to be dating somebody who that's their first question to me yeah so i'm gonna wish you well and he came back well clearly you're a fucking fat cunt oh my god who doesn't want to tell me her weight Good thing you found out within the first four sentences what they're like in right? the first four months. I mean, God, good thing we got this one off the list. Peace out, bro. Yeah. But, but you know, that happens. I had a da- guy I went on a date with, and then he messaged me like every day for a couple of weeks. I went on holiday. He was messaging me while I'm away. I come back and he sends me a message. Good morning, beautiful. Good afternoon. You know, the next message and the next message. And then the Later that day, I get a message saying, sorry, I've met somebody. Oh. <laughs> and I just had a laugh because I, I wasn't that excited. So, you know, I, I probably should have just said that to begin with rather sure, than sure. waiting to see. Yeah. But I really, at that point, didn't feel like a response was needed when he said, sorry, I've met someone like three hours after he's sending me lovely messages, text messages. <laughs> sure. So I just let that go. And three weeks later, I get a message. Hi, how are you? And I said, I'm really well, thanks. But I've got to be honest, I'm not interested in continuing a conversation here. His response was, I'm not either. <laughs> oh the fragile male ego be careful be careful you can't can't hurt that male ego too much because it's gonna yeah. get crazy oh my goodness yeah. i didn't mean to text yeah. you right away i didn't mean to talk either yeah. so so your book all right so yes how did you get to like all right i gotta write a book like okay. was there certain dates oh. that led up to it and definitely i definitely want to hear more about the dates but let's yeah. get to the book too because i want to make sure you pitch to talk about that so the book took 10 years to write oh okay? wow okay cool yeah and i wasn't writing the whole 10 years i hope but not because we would have to talk that'd be like a word a day yeah <laughs> <laughs> i started dating again and all of my friends were like oh my god you have the best stories you should write a book And anyone else I was talking to said, I have so many great stories. I'm going to write a book. And I'm like, I'm going to write a book. 
Like I'm going to be the one who actually writes a book about it. Why not? And so I just started taking notes on my dates. And quite frankly, I didn't realize at the time that was my actual coping mechanism to be able to keep it at a distance. The The dating, the dating, taking notes on the date and thinking I'm going to write about a book. That gave me the distance and space not to feel um, like I could get hurt by this because it was just something fun I was doing. Right. Right. And so, and I didn't even have that perspective when I wrote the first draft of the book. It wasn't until I got an editor and we started talking about it. And she's like, there's a lot of great stories. This is really entertaining. But where are you? You're not even in the book. I'm like, holy shit, you're right. You know why I'm not in the book? Because I didn't know who I was Uh, when I started writing it. I had no concept of any of this. Right. And so then the book evolved from just a bunch of fun, funny stories that anyone can relate to, to let's start talking about what it means to be a person going into dating. And, you know, for the age that I am and the era that I grew up in, we were taught to find a man, right? Mm -hmm. So it was all about behaving in a way and being a way that you're going to attract a man, which meant I was always worried about, do they like me? Being chosen. Without ever considering, do I like them? Yeah. Yeah. And so all of that started working its way into the book in terms of, hey, you're, you might relate to this too. And it's a pretty important step to figure out and learn that we each have a choice here and we need to choose each other and we need to be kind, considerate and respectful to ourselves. So we can then be the same way to others. And that's kind of the underlying message of the book that I want to get out. Yeah. It's a fun read. You can read it easily in a weekend. Most people do. And I get comments back like, Oh my God, I love that. And nice. I can't believe you did X, Y, Z. How did you go through with that? And, you know, why did you, you're smarter than that, I would imagine. Right. Right. And and the idea is just a fun, entertaining read that anyone can relate to. There's no names in it to protect the innocent and the guilty. (laughs) There's no locations in it because this could happen to you wherever you live. Sure. And, you know, there's some tips in there as well to date, to be able to date safe and to really come into figuring out who you are and making sure you're taking care of yourself. Nice. As well as taking care of those that you're interacting with. I love that. That's good. That's, I mean, like it's, it's a lot of what you're saying is a lot of like, I don't say it's not a lot of what I hear, but the message will get out to a lot of the people that I talk to. That's for sure. So it's, uh, it's one to where um, a lot of the people it's just, I mean, it's like, they say to you, you're, you know, you know, you seem like you're smarter than that. Not, not, not as a dig or anything to you, but it's the journey, right? I mean, it's all the journey without it. You wouldn't have been up here. Yeah. Well, part of it's the journey. And part of it is when you're in the middle of this experience, there's this cognitive dissonance where you're kind of like, is this really happening? And how should I behave? Like when somebody comes up and does something terrible to you, you kind of go, And you're, it's almost like you're in that flight or fright and you don't know what to do. So Mm. you look back on it and go, why didn't I get myself out of that situation sooner? Right. And so that's something we need to think about and be aware of when we're dating too, so that we don't go into this way of normalizing bad behavior and making it okay. 
Sure. You know, and, yeah. and you asked before if, if I reported this guy on the, you know, is is this your guy kind of site? I, I don't know what yeah. they're called. Yeah, are we the dating the same guys? It's what they have over here. Yeah. Yeah. But I also, like, I got into one of those over here for a minute and I went on and I thought it was going to be a place where I would report a guy like that. So anyone else who saw him would say no. But really what it was, was a bunch of women saying, hey, I'm dating this guy. Do you know him or do you know anything about him? And my feeling is you're starting that relationship off without trust or belief. And you're not building that up. And I don't want to start a relationship off that way. I would rather go in believing somebody is going to be kind and good and hopefully quickly find out if that's not the case. But if you're starting out saying, I don't trust you before I even get to know you, it's going to be really hard to build that level of trust. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that's a great way to look at it. I think uh, like when I first heard about the sites, I was pro Lisa. It's like, Hey, you guys check them out make sure everybody's, you know, that you're going out with us and out there. And then the more they, they, the more they got popular, the more they almost became weaponized to where it just yeah. became slanderous against the guys. Now, some was legit and some was just, uh, I guess, truthfully, I had a friend who ended up on there and I, I heard and saw what was on there. And I was like, man, like and one person was somebody who just kind of passed by him at the fucking park, really didn't even really know him and had all these horrible things to say about him. And I was like, man, so it just it, they can be weaponized, too. So I, I, yeah, well, I like that perspective I, better. Yeah, unfortunately, there's crazy people on both sides of <laughs> yeah, you know, true. The, the date, right? True. And and there are people who get their feelings hurt and write things that aren't true sometimes. And so yeah. I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. But I didn't unjoin that site before I saw there was a guy who um, somebody was asking about. And I read through and there were like five different women who'd been on dates with this guy. And this guy looked like he was probably in his 50s, right? Mm-hmm. And so these aren't people who are on their first date. They've likely been dating for a couple of decades or married and back dating again. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one woman said, oh, you know, he got handsy. Two or three <laughs> women said he asked me for money. Oh, wow. And another woman said he showed up. Um, I told him I wasn't interested in anymore. He knew I was going to the movies and he showed up there. Uh, and pretended like it was a coincidence. Now, there were a couple of other women who said, well, you know, he lives with his mom and his dad passed. He'd been taking care of his dad and taking care of his mom. And I'm reading through all of this. And my intuition is saying he's been freeloading off his parents rather than taking care of him. Right. So I couldn't. And these women are like saying, give him the benefit of the doubt, (laughs) like and saying, you know, maybe I should date him because maybe he's a good man because he took care of his parents. And I I had to write back. I had to do something. And I said, listen, here's the thing. I'm going to set aside whether or not he's a good person taking care of his parents. But there's three really clear red flags here. One is he's touching people who don't want to be touched. Two is he's showing up, AKA stalking. And three, he's asking people for money. money. You deserve better than that. Please don't go out with this guy. Like the fact that there are people out there who who are considering after those three big glaring red flags, going out with him is is beyond me. Like we we need to know our worth. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's not the only guy on the block. I promise you. It's not the only like (laughs) if he is helping or 
freeloading that. I don't know. He's not the only, there's, there's other, there's so many other better red flags out there than that red flag. Yeah, exactly. That's for sure. (laughs) So you have other stories that led you to the book, right? And I think there's, I got to hear at least one, one or two more, if you don't mind. Okay. Let's see. What's, how about a good one? I want a good one. Yes. No, I like, how about, how about let's go with a good one and then we'll finish on the crazy one. Is that fair? Okay. So, so the good one, the good one is I decided to, I needed to start dating again because I'll be frank after a while, you know, a girl has needs and the best way to get those met is to start dating. And, uh, I started interacting with a guy and the period of time I was married was when texting started. Right. So I hadn't been into any kind of sexting or anything like that. I didn't really know what that was because I was married during that time. And so this guy is sending me some messages and they're, they're getting, they're not full sexting. They're getting a little, a little borderline. I'm like, Ooh, is this like, I don't know if this is okay. or (laughs) This isn't okay. If I should be, I'm a good girl. Right. Like what happens here? And um, he was coming in from out of town. So in the book, he's called Kentucky. So you might guess where he was coming in from out of town. (laughs) Spain. uh, (laughs) Yeah. So we met up and had our our first meet and greet, which I broke my own rule. We stayed for a little bit longer than uh, I normally would have because we're just having a really great time. We literally, neither of us are big drinkers. So we each nursed one drink for like two and a half hours at the bar. And then he asked if he could walk me home and against my better judgment, because I don't usually let people know where I live um, that early on, I let him walk me home. And then we had this lovely kiss at the door and he asked if he could come up and I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I should do this. And I'm like, wait a minute. I don't have a curfew. (laughs) I, I'm not protecting my virtue. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> what do I do? Um, so we, we had a little fun that night. Awesome. Uh, but but I stopped things and uh, uh, made another date. And because I was freaking out a little bit, right? Because it had been over a decade since anybody had seen me naked uh, and sure. the age. And I was a little bit, you know, self-conscious. And uh, I think it was... Christmas afternoon uh, before I was going over to some friend's house for dinner <laughs> and uh, he came over and we had a little afternoon of fun nice. and had, a, had a great time. And I, I showed up and it was, uh, I lived in San Francisco. I had, a, I'm not supposed to share that. <laughs> no, sorry. You used to <laughs> somewhere yeah. in the world. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyhow, I, I went, I went over to my friend's house and it was a group of gay men and I walk in they're like, you are glowing. What uh, have you been doing? it's the season (laughs) i'm like well (laughs) a little better than mistletoe i'm just gonna say that right now that's awesome i love that so like all right in that instance though like you gave yourself permission to have a good time that had to like be like you're saying a little scary and then like when it was done you're like that was kind of cool i assume it was really cool and then i'm like how do I keep it what it is and don't make it into something bigger in my mind? Sure. Right. Because that's something that was new to me. I'm sure. used to, you're trying to nab the guy to get married. How do I keep this light and fun without going into crazy girl mode? Sure. Right. Because 
a lot of people would say, like one of my my gay best friends used to say to me, he's like, Julie, you and I go on out together. It's like two straight dudes. Because <laughs> I was just, you know, free and easy and having fun would say whatever comes to mind. But then I turn into back into crazy girl thinking about and overthinking what's going on. And I've had to really work on myself to learn to stop that because it's so easy to go into that mode of, does he like me? What do I need to do for right. him to like me? Like right. that that was decades of practice that I needed to unwind sure. and say, you know what? I'm an adult woman. I can do what I want. I can leave it at that. And everything doesn't have to end up in forever. Yeah. Yeah. The intimacy part, especially, right? I imagine like, yeah. hey, I was intimate, but that doesn't mean we're married. Like not married. That's maybe a little dramatic, but like yeah. giving yourself permission to go ahead and like let that go. That had to take a minute. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It's very empowering. And yeah. listen, everybody has, you know, what they're willing to do or not willing to do. Yeah. And this was what was right for me. And it might not be right for somebody else. Of course. And of course. We just need to get good with ourselves in terms of where we are and what we want to do. And I love it. yeah. I love it. Cause you don't get to do this twice. You get to do it once. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, like, <laughs> I'll probably come back as a horse fly and won't remember, you know, what happened here. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> you might as well just figure it out and enjoy it the best way you can. <laughs> You know, we need to be our biggest fans, not our biggest uh, critics by any stretch. Exactly. So I love that as much as anything. Yeah. But so did you see him much? I was it on again, off again, like we, uh, we just, just meet for like other... holidays and shit. <laughs> well, unfortunately, my niece was coming to stay with me like two days later. Oh, okay. And, you know, I'm not a mom, but I am an aunt who behaves like I think a parent should. And that means no men in the house while I've got, you know, mm. Sure. a teenage girl with me. So that, that ended that trip, but he did come back and we've seen each other again. That's cool. So, That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. No reason fun, for you to go, fun. no reason for you to go to Kentucky. No, no reason. Yeah, no. Nothing, nothing good happens in Kentucky. No. <laughs> <laughs> but fond memories for sure. Good. I love that. I love that. Yeah. All right. So now tell me the crazy. I do love me some, I love crazy. the happy to be honest with you. I love what you just told me. The crazy definitely sells more. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, no. Well, well, two things. Since we were talking about the gay boyfriends, the other thing okay. I used to do when I go out to dinner with them, because this I should knock on wood hasn't happened in a long time, but I used to get the unsolicited dick pics and masturbation yes. videos. Oh, the videos too. You got videos. Oh, yes. I hope they're in 4K. I mean, holy cow. So oh. I figured those were mine to do with whatever I wanted. So whenever I'd go out to Damn dinner that. with the boys... The phone got passed around. Damn that. <laughs> you know what? Let me, may, may, let me jump in really quick. I'm sorry. But like one of the first things I wanted to get out and doing this, it was like episode three, episode four, when I was doing this, and we've been doing this over a year now. It's like, hey, if a guy sends you a dick pic, it's yours to do with whatever the hell you want. You need to send that to all of your friends. That is no longer their property. They send it to you unsolicited. Yeah. Now, if you ask <laughs> for it, it, might be a different story. If you didn't ask for it, Man, that shit goes out. Yeah. Everyone laughs or cries at the same time. All right, sorry. Go yeah, ahead. yeah. Now, uns unsolicited, it goes wherever I want it to go. That the funniest girl. thing was one night when it gets to one of my friends, he's like, "Oh, I recognize that. <laughs> I recognize that." <laughs> oh my god, it's Is a this fucking bill. <laughs> it's the dick lineup. Oh my god, was it? Did he know it? <laughs> that would have been hilarious even yeah oh yeah. it's hilarious anyway what a good line yeah yes 
So, okay. So too funny. The not, I don't know the not so good story. Do you really want me to tell that? Because I feel like that's, that's one in the book where people shake their head. Maybe I should leave it for people to read that. I don't know. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, you can leave it for the book. No, that's okay. No, 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 no. It's your world. It's your story. Yeah. That's terrific. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, Let's leave it for that because people will read that. And that's the one where they shake their head and go, girl, what were you thinking? And it, it's it's because what I said before, you get to this place when something happens where you're like, is this really like your head just you can't make sense of it. I don't know if you've ever been in an argument with someone or had something happen where you're like, did they really say that? Did they really yeah. do that? And then hours later, you're like, how did I let that happen? Why didn't I say something or do something differently? It's just the way the human mind works. It's crazy. Yeah, I used to call I used to call that Tuesday. That that just happened Friday, every <laughs> Tuesday. You know, it's just like, what the fuck just happened here? And it's weird, like kind of like as we were talking about earlier, you do the internal work or maybe just perspective changes that become much more of an optimist and things like that. Tuesday doesn't happen as much as it used to by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. It just doesn't now. Like if, if something like that comes up, I'm like, well, oh, you fucking crazy. All right. You take yeah. care of yourself. Here's, here's the yeah. Snickers. You go have a good day. All exactly. right? And then they're gone. There's too many good people yeah. in the world to surround yourself with. Exactly. It's going to bring your ass down. Just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And c- congratulations to you for doing the work. You know, oh, I've with a lot of clients on the coaching and hypnotherapy side to help them get to that place because sometimes we need help with it. And I actually yeah. I had one client who was in her forties and had, hadn't had a date since she was like 20 because she'd been so oh, hurt by that really? that she literally just stopped and cut that part of her life out and really? got her back dating again. That's amazing experiences, but it, it, it's all about like whether we can do that in our work ourselves or we need somebody else to help with it. Like yeah. I just encourage everybody to, to make sure you do that because once once you find that place within you, you have so many better experiences. And and these days I have great experiences on dates. They might not be the one, but I've met lovely people and I come away from my experiences going, you know, that was a really, a really nice time with that person. I'm glad I got to share that. Yeah, that's that's perfect the way like I, I shouldn't say perfect. I'm I'm just a clown on the other side of a microphone. But like uh I think it's kind of simpatico the way we might think is I believe when I go out, you know, it's been a while since I dated, really. It's just I've been life has kind of taken over, not that I'm against the pine stretch, but I've always believed uh, experiences over expectations. Uh and so that way when I go out, it's let's go have a good experience. I'm not gonna go out and expect to um date or marry or sleep with or anything or even a second date for that matter let's just go have a good experience and see what goes and almost always it's a good time may not lead to anything else but that night that moment that time is going to be a good time and see what happens from there it just seems to make yeah i love that and and that's exactly how it should be and i think sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves to say from the first meet and greet can I live with this person for the rest of my life? Hmm. And all you need to do on that first meet and greet is see if you can laugh and you can have a good conversation Yeah. and then figure out if you both want to have another one of those and, and learn something new about someone and leave them, you know, at least as good, if not in a better place than when you started that totally. conversation. Because there's so many levels and the people who listen to the show are going to tell me to shut the fuck up right now. Cause I probably say it too often. There's, do we, do we have a good conversation? All right, cool. Do we laugh? Like you're saying, 
Do we have good sex? Do we fight well together? I mean, is our fighting the same? And then if our fighting is the same, does our make amends the same too? And then like, even if they have kids, do the kids get, I mean, there's so many fucking levels that once you start thinking about this far down the line, that, that's that's magic mountain long ass line that you don't even need to worry about. Let's just worry about right here and go from there. That's kind of how I try to tell everybody to go with it. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. <laughs> So let me go here and then we'll wrap it up. So we talked about the book. Where can people find you? Where can people find the book? And tell them all about all the cool different places to find you. Yeah. So the best place to find me is on my website, juliedemsey.com. I'm on all the socials as well, um, or not all of them. I haven't haven't gone to TikTok yet, um, but I've, I've got a page on Facebook um, for my hypnotherapy and another one for da- the dating book, which is founddating.com is the website for that. Um, you can get that online anywhere. Anywhere that sells books online, you can get it in paperback or ebook um, or Kindle, whatever term you want to use. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and then my my website, you can find me anything there for any of the services that I provide. Um, and I'll book a call with you to chat, see if you want to work together. That's, That's how awesome. it goes. <laughs> that is awesome. And still dating, still still out there having a good time, I assume. Yes and no. Like I tend to like most people kind of go for a while and then take a break. And like you said, life's happening right now. I've got a lot of stuff going on. I'm just enjoying, I've just gotten into pickleball. Oh Um, yeah, it's great. It's a good time, right? Yeah. So I imagine I'll meet a lot of new people through that. I just moved to a different uh, location about four months ago. So I'm getting settled here and looking to meet new people here and I'll go, you know, if I need to, I'll go back to online dating at some point. But you talked in another episode that I listened to, which is a term I use in the book too, dating in the wild. wild, Um, That's still my preference. Um, It doesn't happen much uh, or it hasn't happened much to date, but it could. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting one too, though, right? I mean, just in all actuality, some one side is usually much better at uh, the approach or the reception than the other side. And like, it's people's reactions sometimes are very unique. It's pretty interesting. Like, yeah. Oh, we're not talking behind a screen. I don't know what to do here. Hold on. And I don't know. Like I, I like to give random compliments and just smile and say hi. And half the time, I think somebody's going to throw the bread at me that they're holding at the grocery store. And half the time, I think they're going to hug me. I don't know what's going to happen. It's a fucking mystery, yeah. but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if somebody holds a door out for me, I say thank you. If somebody compliments me, I say thank you. To me, like it, it, it's a lost art to know how to have a conversation and flirt. And some people think it's inappropriate now to approach somebody in real life. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like right. this, this should be so natural. And you know, I, I would love to bring back old school dating because oh, I think totally. that we were set up for much more success. Because we had, you know, there's the paradox of choice, which you get with these dating apps, right? And the paradox of choice works out that you have so much choice, you always think there's a better choice. So you stop, it stops you from saying, hey, I kind of like this person. Let me try again. It's like, ooh, they wear, wore a red shirt today and I don't really like the color red. So I'm going to go to the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, really? Yeah. FOMO. All kinds of FOMO. Like you're just yeah. missing out on another good experience. That's all you're missing out on. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. Well, 
you've been amazing to talk to. I thank you for, for, I mean, I know I posted, I think on some site and you reached out and I can't thank you enough for doing it because it's been really my pleasure to be honest with you. Yeah. Thank you. I've had a lot of fun. Thank you for being along for the ride of swipe, the swipe wrong podcast. Remember everyday people telling everyday stories of the swipe right world. Uh, the show is uh, produced by Jay Pelham. He is the host of Pelham place. Uh, so make sure to check that out. Also, I am uh, chaos, the host of chaotic commentary. Make sure to like subscribe, follow, tell a friend about the pod. Uh, and, uh, if you have, uh, something that you want to share, please, please, we want to hear from everybody and get everybody's stories as much as we possibly can. Uh, email us at swipe at gmail.com. Uh, give us a call, leave us a voicemail. Let us know if it's okay to call you back. 317-426-6616. Thanks for being along for the ride. And next week, uh, the saga continues.